Welcome to our teaching today, where Christ's Word is the center of our world. We are about to listen to the undiluted Word of God from the throne of grace. Hallelujah. Um, I'm sure a lot of us at the beginning of the year, and um, most, for most of us, that's our custom. At the beginning of the year, we all, um, it's like there's a special kind of atmosphere or a special kind of spirit that covers Christian around that time. That's the time we are all dedicated to, I'm going to study my Bible more. I'm going to read um, one chapter of the Bible every day. How many of us have, has done that? Yeah, in the house of God. We all say, oh, I'm going to read my Bible. I'm going to pray four hours a day. I'll make sure I fast one day in a week. Um, I'm going to read one um, verse of Proverbs every day. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. You lay out your itinerary for the year. I want to achieve this by March. I want to do this by June. I want to save so, so, so amount of money by, by July. Pastor Paul does that. That's why he's looking at me. Um, many of us, many of us does that. And then when it gets to the middle of the year, we decide to do like um, a midterm evaluation and say, okay, what have I done so far? That's when you get all sorry. You say, oh God, I know I haven't been faithful, um, but I'm going to change. And then we get all spiritual and we say that we thank God for the month of July. Seven is the number of perfection. I'm going to be perfect this time from the beginning to the end of the year. And then we come into the ember months, as people like to call them. And then you now start looking, oh God, why me? Why do, why do bad things happen to good people? Why me, God? I paid my, that's when you now start counting, I paid my tithe. I was faithful in church. I joined Audacity. I joined A-Team. I even went through the refinery. But still, yet God, this thing is still happening to me. We, we start getting discouraged, um, you think, you start comparing your life to other people. Oh God, look at this person. This thing has gone this way, but my own is different. You, you think, oh, this thing always happened to me. You start, to, you start to accept that kind of situation. But I'm here to just encourage us to hold on to the word of God. Let's look at the book of Luke chapter 7. Okay, Luke chapter 7, let's read from... Verse 19. And John, calling two of his disciples to him, sent them to Jesus, saying, Are you the coming one, or do we look for another? John sent two of his disciples. John at this time was um, in the dungeon, and he sent two of his disciples to Jesus, saying that you ask him, Are you the coming one, or do we look for for another this i found this thing very very peculiar and that's the fact that it we are talking about john john they didn't even just call him john john the baptist above all people this is someone that even his his ministry was 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 spoken of in isaiah chapter chapter 40 his ministry was spoken of even before he was born john was already separated for ministry. He already had a purpose. He had been called to something even before he was born. If you look at um, the book of the, the same um, book of Luke in chapter 1, I think verse 15, when um, the angel appeared to 
um, Zacharias, the father of John, he says, he said that his wife shall be with child and he shall be filled with the Holy Spirit from his mother's womb. I don't, I've, I've, I've not done an extensive research, but I think from all that I've read in the Bible, I think John was practically the only one who was spoken of that he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before he was born. He'll be filled with the Holy Spirit right from his mother's womb. I started thinking about it and I said, John probably just slid out of his mother's womb and just started speaking in tongues because he was filled with the Holy Spirit, you know. As he came out, rather than him crying, as soon as they smacked him, he just started speaking in tongues, declaring to the world that, yes, I'm here, filled with the Holy Spirit. And he didn't have um, a normal childhood like some of us. He didn't go to nursery school. He didn't go to primary school. There was no opportunity for them um, to buy first bicycle, first puppy, my first this, my first that. No one year birthday, no one, no ten year birthday. No, he wasn't like that. From the beginning, John was separated for a particular purpose. He was called for a particular reason. His ministry had been set apart. He was proclaiming one thing. Since he came, he was complete, he was preparing the people for the coming of Christ. He says, making his part. He was the lonely voice in the wilderness. It had to be spoken like 700 years before he was born. He was in the wilderness. He was feeding on locusts. He was feeding on white honey. Even when Jesus came, by his own self, he declared, he says, behold the Lamb of God that will take away the sin of the world. He had a calling and had a ministry. But here we see him here. Sending um, his disciples to go and ask Jesus, are you the one or should we wait for another? That means everything he has been preaching since he started preaching, he was here doubting it. If not, there will be no reason for him to send his disciples to go and ask Jesus, are you the one or do we look for somebody else? It reminds me of um, the parable of the sower, the one that fell among thorns that um, when they received the word, but then the worries of this life, um, the loss of this life came and choked the word. At this point, John was doubting the word that he has received. And that happens to most of us as Christians when, um, we, because of a certain um, situation, we stop believing the word of God. I believe that happens to most of us because we don't know the value God has placed on us. And even we as Christians, we don't know our own value. God placed our value is the life of Jesus. That's how much value God placed on us. That he sent his only begotten son to die for us. That's how much, how much we are worth to God. We are worth so much to God that we are worth the life of his own son. But even we ourselves, we don't believe it. It happens to many of us. Look, I think at the moment you begin to, to accept anything as the norm. Oh, it's, it's, no, it's normal. That's the way it's meant to be. You are doubting the word God has spoken concerning you. Your appreciating value as a Christian is dependent on the amount of the word of God that you know. It's not just enough that you are saved. It's, it's more than that. It's about believing the word of God. The truth about it is that, look, the devil will not tempt you by what you don't know. It's the one that you know. That is what the devil will come to use to tempt you. The amount of the word of God that you know. And it's not by how much you know. It's how, how much you know affects you. Before, before this, if you go back to chapter, if you go back to chapter one, um, verse one of, um, Luke seven, you see that even before this, um, Jesus was, um, a centurion sent a word to, um, Jesus saying, Oh, his servant, um, is, is, is sick. And then when Jesus was on his way, 
he sent some of his friends to meet Jesus as well. That said, you know what? Don't even bother coming. Just say the word. And I know that my servant will be okay. That, that was all the centurion was looking for. Just the word of God. He didn't need, he wasn't looking for anything else. Just that word. He just wanted Jesus to speak the word because he knows that in the word of God there is life. In the word of God there is power. He said, just speak the word and I know that my servant will be okay. And that's what, that's what happened. Hallelujah. How many of us have, have received the word that maybe someone spoke a word concerning you? Or you read the Bible, you felt this thing is speaking to me. How many of us? Don't be shy. Raise up, raise up your hand. Don't call you a liar. I won't call you out. Ask yourself, how has that word affected you? How has, has that word changed your life? Things will become the norm for you when you, do, when you don't believe the word of God. You shouldn't look at your situations and use it to judge the word of God. But rather put that situation in the word of God. Look, if you, if you put your situation in your word. And your situation is not indicative or reflective of the word of God. Denounce that situation. It's not your portion. Don't, don't, don't allow your... There are some things that are... I say there are some things that are um, physically or technically right. But are spiritually wrong. Don't look at your situation. Oh, I don't have money. Oh, uh, I'm sick. We see, we see some people say, oh my God, I'm dying. Don't allow, don't allow your, your physical reality become your, your spiritual reality. Don't allow your circumstance distract you from the inheritance you have in God. Don't allow your, your physical situation affect your destiny. Don't let your history affect your destiny at the same time. Don't say, oh, I've, um, no, you see, you see, hear some story. Oh, that girl, she's been married for, for 20 years. No child. Ah, don't you know that girl in school? 17 abortions. Then we start using that one to judge the girl. I was talking to one of my friends and he said, um, can you imagine? This person is married. Above all people, that girl wait for school now, now school boss. And I'm wondering, how? How will you look at another human being? And call? I'm not going to explain what school boss is. It's for the spirit to reveal it to you. But you shouldn't use somebody's history to judge that person's um, situation. No. What, if any man is born of God, he's a new creation. All things are... See, see Anita, trying to explain what school was is to, to somebody. You won't listen to the word of God now. Yeah, <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When um, John was... During the ministry of John... His own was different. It's not like nowadays. John the Baptist then didn't need Pastor Sars to come and do DP for publicity for him. No. He didn't need um, Pastor Ideal to be on WhatsApp group. Um, the Call of Christ group. Gingering. Oh, come and hear John the Baptist. Come and do this. Come and do that. He didn't need um, Pastor Paul. <laughs> he didn't need Pastor Paul to fire, to fire people. You need to be in church. You have to be in church. He didn't, he didn't need all that. He said, look, people came from far. People came from all of Jerusalem. Look, if you are backed by the word of God, your testimony is sure. If you find yourself, if you find purpose in the word of God, look, your testimony is sure. You don't need to blow your own trumpet. People will come looking for you. But you need to find purpose. You need to find yourself in the word of God. Hallelujah. Don't 
always think, what is the word of God saying concerning this thing? Look, it doesn't matter whatever the situation is. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how long that situation has been. Until you get to the point where you say, God said it, I believe it, and that settles it. It changes nothing. That's when you accept anything that comes your way. That is when you are open to anything. But when you know that the word of God is life in itself. He said God is a spirit and they that worship him was worship him in spirit and in truth. If you know, God said the word that I speak to you, they are what? They are spirit and they are life. The, the, the Bible in um, the book of 2 Timothy 3.16 says all scripture is given by inspiration of God. I looked at the Greek text for that and inspiration is, the word inspiration there is and theopnostos is a derivative of two words, theos meaning God and pepnostai meaning um, the breath of God. So it's translated that all scripture is a product of the breath of God. So when you are reading the word of God, you are breathing the very essence of God. You are breathing in the very life of God. That is why when you read the word of God, your spirit is translating that word to edify your own spirit. And like that, you are transformed into the life of God. In the beginning of the world, and the word was with God, and the word was God. God will not sanction with his name what he hasn't already sanctioned by his word. God will not say anything different from that which he has already said. And that is, that is where we need to come to. As Christians, when you look at whatever is going on in, in your life and it doesn't tally with the word of God, that is the point where you reject that situation. That is the point where you reject that circumstance. No, the word of God doesn't say this concerning me. This is not what the God of God says. It's not that when um, a situation... And there are, there, are, there are some people that are very peculiar. They say, let the weak say I am strong. And then I start praying, oh Lord, I'm weak at this moment. Oh Lord, I am distressed. He didn't say let the weak first confirm that they are weak. Then say that they are strong. No. He said let the weak say I am strong. Not uh, let the weak first acknowledge that they are human. They are only flesh. They are, they are not spirit. Then they will not start trying to confess that they are strong. He says no. Let the weak say that I am strong. Let the weak say what the, what the word of God said concerning them. If you continue reading down, when, um, this, this, when the John's disciples came to meet um, Jesus, and then um, they said, oh, this is what um, John's, John said we should ask you. I said, if I was the one, if it was me, Pastor Shola, you said I'm the one God has sent, and I've been raising people from the dead, I've been healing the blind, you are the one telling people that we do these things. Then you now said someone should come and ask me if I'm still the one. What insolence? That's what I will reply. How, how dare you? Haven't you seen my posters around Abuja? Haven't you seen me on TBN? You, are, you still have the, the F on tree. <laughs> you still have the audacity to send. You didn't even come by yourself. You now send disciple to come and ask me. If I am the one. Or if I am not the one. But what did Jesus do? Jesus sent the disciples back to John the Baptist. He says, go and tell John what you see. Tell him that the blind are seeing, the lame are walking, the deaf are hearing. Do you know what? 
God, Jesus, referred John back to the word. If you look at Isaiah, let's open the book of Isaiah. It referred John back to the word that John already knew. Let's look at Isaiah 35, verse 5 and 6. Remember, all this was talking about the proclamation of um, God, and then even up to Isaiah chapter 40, where it was talking about the coming of John. So this was the part of the Bible that John knew very well. It says, then the eyes of the blind shall be opened, and the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. Verse 6, the lame shall leap like a deer, and the tongue of the dumb shall sing, for water shall burst forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. Jesus referred John back to the word. Back to the word that John knew very well. That's why it says, look, God will confirm himself by his word. God will confirm himself by nothing else than his word. There is nothing, there is no word from any pastor, there is no word from any prophet that supersedes what has been written in the Bible. There is no word that supersedes that. It doesn't, you see, we get to, you you get to um, a crusade. And then the, the man of God comes in his apparel and he says, um, oh, I can feel the presence of God here. The presence is here. I can feel the spirit hovering above this place like waters. Oh, I hear the sound of a rushing wind and blah, 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 blah. He now says, do you know what? God is here at this moment, at this point. Um, ask God for anything. And you'll be rest assured God will give it to you. The Bible already said so. The Bible already told you, ask anything in my name. And I will do it. So it's not the fact that um, one pastor came to open your eyes. He's already there. It's because you're not studying the word of God. That's why you don't see it. You see many of us saying, oh God, speak to me. Your Bible is in your phone. God, speak to me. God, say your word. Lord, I'm looking for something fresh. Oh Lord, please use Pastor Shola to speak to my situation. Look for it in the Bible. It's there. John was a serious prophet. Pastor Osas we say, no joke. He was a serious prophet. He's not a them say, them say kind of prophet. That, that one, where did he get his power from? The Holy Spirit was with him since he was a baby. But here he was doubting the very reason why he came into the, into the world. The very reason, the thing he has said for a very long time. At the point where he was in a situation, he doubted the word of God. So look, it happened, it can happen to anybody. Even the archest of the archest bishop, it can happen to him. Because that is what the devil does. The devil comes to attack what you know. I'm sure the devil was there when he heard the voice of God say, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Hear him. The devil came. The very next chapter. He didn't even wait. That somebody was baptized. Immediately he went to the wilderness. The devil followed him to the wilderness. He didn't, even, he didn't even wait. He didn't even say, okay, let him come back to, to land. Let him come back. He followed him there to the wilderness. After fat, fasting for 40 days, the devil will attack you at your weakest. When you're at your weakest, the devil will not come immediately. You are, you are jumping from church. Oh, Lord. Uh, Pastor Phil spoke the word today. Oh, this and that and that and that. Um, Pastor Phil says, I can do all things. Then you get to work in the morning. Sack letter is waiting for you. Oh my God. That's when the devil will come. And say, ah, but your pastor say you can do all things now. 
He attacks you at the point when you are weak. And he now told Jesus, he says, if you are the son of God, after, but God just said it in, it's not even chapter, chapter seven, the very chapter four, Matthew four, devil came. After God spoke in chapter three, the devil came. He, he came at the point when he knew that, oh, this, this, this is my perfect opportunity. By the way, every opportunity is the perfect opportunity for the devil. That's why constantly you have to guard yourself by the word of God. Hallelujah. 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 How many of us are going to be more committed to the word of God? It's easy to say. It's very easy to say. If I send uh, Minister Frank now, and um, I want to make the message more powerful, and I'll decide to let me. I decide to send him in King James. I say, Frank, comment the fort. Go ye therefore on the path to Niger Barracks. When thou gettest therein, say unto the, the master at the door that Pastor Shola is his, it is he that has sent me forth. Go thee thy way. And you leave this place now, you start going to Niger Barracks and you get there. Where else are? Who are you looking for? I'm looking for the chief of defense staff. Who sent you? Pastor Shola sent me. There are two things involved. Is either they look at you like, um, like what audacity does this guy have to come here? They might allow you pass. But at the same time, you will just realize three days ago is calling. Please have you seen Frank? Please have you seen Frank? The last time I saw him was in church. Frank is in the guard room. There are, that's why I said there are two things involved because they might be stunned and actually allow you in and say, ah, okay, let him enter. Or, Reverses the case. But if the president sends you to Niger Barracks and say, tell them the president sent you. And you get there. Who are you looking for? Chief of Defense Staff. Who sent you? The president sent, sent me. They will allow you in. You know why? Because if the president sent you, he will have called the Chief of Defense Staff to tell him that this person is coming. The chief of defense staff will call them by the gate and say, this person is coming. How many of us agree with me? That's how it is when you pray. Because God has already said, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. So when you are, God has already done it. That is exactly how it is. You're not asking for anything fresh. God God has already said it. So he has already opened that channel for you that when you pray in the name, he will answer you. That is exactly how it is. That's why you have to come boldly before the throne of grace. Because God has said, if you ask anything in my name, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. That is the word of God. It's not the word of anybody else. It is the word of God. The word of God is true. The word of God is sure. The word of God is true because the word of God is God himself. He backed up his own name by his own word. That's why this, the Bible says on the last day, many people will come and say, oh, I did this in your name, I did that in your name. And they'll say, get away from me. 
you workers of iniquity. Anything that is not done by the word of God is false. You can say, forgive me for saying this. God punish you in Jesus' name. Does that mean that prayer will work? Why? It is not the word. Even the Bible has said, a cost that is costless shall not come. So the cost that the Bible didn't place on you, it cannot affect you. Because it's not the word of God. That is not what the word of God says. Hallelujah. So look, until we get to that point where the word of God is superior to every other thing. Faith is action based on the word of God. That's what, that's what faith is to me. The action that is based on the word of God. As long as the word of God can, can, has said it. I believe it and that settles it. There's nothing anybody else can tell me. Nothing. As long as the word of God has said it, I believe it will come to pass. So think, what is that thing God has said concerning you? What is that promise you received at the beginning of the year? It's not too late. Faithful is he that has promised. Hallelujah. For, for, for like one minute, just close your eyes. Reminisce on the word of God. We need to get to that point where we don't, we don't see the, look, if you, if you read the Bible as, um, with your, with your ordinary mind, you just, Pastor Zola says, let's read the, let's, let me read the Bible. And then you open the Bible and then you read with your normal mind is nothing but just scribblings. But if you read the word of God, believing the word of God, that is what impacts life to your spirit. If you contact the word of God by the spirit of God, that's what becomes life to your spirit. Speaking the word of God, reading the word of God, and believing the word of God are three very different things. Even the Bible knows the word, even the devil knows the word of God. So it's not by what you know, it's by what you believe. You have heard it over and over and over and over again. But do you believe what you are hearing? You, your faith cannot be divorced from the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. That's why your, your, your faith, if your faith is based on the word of God, if your faith is based on what God has said, anything is possible. Anything is possible. God says that I'm um, the great provider. That word that God has said confirms his name as Jehovah Jireh. Hallelujah. We all need to get to that point where the word of God is absolute. If it's not the word of God, I'm not taking it. We need to hold on to that belief that the word of God is sure. The word of God is correct. As long as God has said it, it will come to pass. Study the word of God. The word of God reveals to us the very nature, the very character of God. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. The word of God itself is an embodiment of who God is. The nature of God. Look, God remains invincible. Hmm? But the word of God is visible to you. 
So, the invisibility of God is revealed in the word of God. If you want to know who God is, if you want to be drawn closer to God, read the word of God. Believe the word of God. Believe it. Because that is God himself. It's not, don't look at it, oh, this one was written by Peter. This one was written by John. This one was written by this person. So, you are reading your Bible and say, Peter said. It's not Peter that said it. It's God that said it. Everything written in the scripture is written for your own edification. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want us to, to get to that point as Christians. Yes, the year is coming to an end. In the next six, seven weeks, we'll be entering a new year. Let that year be the year that you hold on to the word of God. Even now, Things that you know God has spoken to you through his word. Hold on to it. Don't let your situation, don't let your, 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 your circumstance affect you. Even in the, Luke, the, in the book of Luke that we read, um, as Jesus was going to the centurion's house, he saw a woman whose um, son was um, dead. He was our only son. And Jesus spoke to the dead body and the thing came back to life. If someone that is dead can hear the word of God, how much you that you are alive, alive in God? How much more you? And God is the same yesterday. He's the same God today. He's the same forever. If the word of God worked then, it will work now. I read the Bible. I don't read the Bible like what God said. Because if you are read, I don't think you read your Bible and say, um, for God so loved the world. That he gave his only begotten son. And I say, oh, the Lord is. I don't know how to speak that English. But I read, for God so loved the world. And I say, ah, this is what God said to me that time. I think you read the Bible and say, this is what God is saying to me. That is why the, 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 the book in 2 Timothy 3.16, the NIV version says, the word of God is alive. The word of God can relate to your present situation. So what I'm saying is don't read the Bible as something God said. Read the Bible as what God is saying now. That's why whatever word you receive, know that that is what God is saying to you then. The word of God is alive. The word of God is powerful. The word of God has the power to change things. The word of God has the power to create things. In the beginning, God just said, let there be light. And there was light. Because it is God. It is his word. We don't know if there was no scripture anywhere and say God has seen one type of light somewhere and he said, he just said, let there be light. Because he believes that if I speak it, it will happen. And if we are made in the image of God, we have the power to create things for ourselves. If you don't have that job, the word of God has the power to create that job for you. If you are looking for a promotion, the word of God has the power to create that promotion for you. Because it's the word of God. The word of God will always produce results. Always. He says, my word will not come back to me void until it has done that which I sent it. It will always produce results. As long as you hold on to the word of God, as long as you believe the word of God, results will happen. Results will happen. Look for your circumstance and what does the word of God say concerning that thing? If you are sick, the word of God says, by his stripes I am healed. God has given us all things that pertains to life and to godliness. 
all things that pertain to life and to godliness, God has given it to us. Said God has blessed us with all spiritual blessings. All. These are things that God has said. These are things that God is still saying. Hallelujah. I'm encouraging also. Hold on to the word of God. As long as God has said it, it will surely happen. Amen. And in closing, I remember, um, I think I was, I was about, maybe I was like, by the way, I was very stubborn as a child. Very, very, very stubborn. I'm calm now. I'm easygoing. That's not who I, that's not, well, it's not by who I, who I was, it's by who I am now. It's by who God has made me now. It was so bad that even when I went for my master's and um, my mom didn't believe I was in school. So like somebody that when he was in Nigeria, we couldn't control him. Is he now that he's where eyes are not seeing him. He will now behave himself. She didn't believe I was in school. It was when I needed to extend my visa and I needed to get a letter from school to say I was in school. And then for some awkward reason. It took longer than normal. And my mom was I've said it. He's not in school. She would call me and said, how long would this thing take? I said, it would take about two weeks. Um, Twelve days, she called. How far? I said, mommy, they say it would take two weeks. No problem. That very day, how far? Ah, mommy hasn't come yet. Two weeks. My own, for some reason, took long. My mom had just given up. And then when I finally got it, she was all, oh, okay, we thank God. Oh, God is doing new things in his life, blah, 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 blah. Still, she didn't believe. Up to the point that when I graduated, my mom came to church then to come and give testimony. <laughs> to say that this boy, hmm, as he's standing like this, is the word of God that you're just holding him like this. That this is the boy that even me, I am not praying for his child to resemble him. That's how bad. That's how bad, yes. That's how bad it was. Hallelujah. So that I'm standing here. Uh, somebody is praying. <laughs> somebody is praying. Hallelujah. So, then, um, when my mom now, uh, she came for the um, graduation, and then she just saw that that was the point where I became involved in church. And then she, she couldn't believe it. When, when we were here in Nigeria, she, she wanted me to, to join um, the usher, ushering team by force. And then, when I got there, they just say, okay, you want to join the usher? They say, yes. They say, okay, we welcome you. I just told them, will I have to talk in? They say, yes. I said, no, I'm not doing it again. That's how bad it, I hated to talk in that time. And that was the reason why. And then I came back after managing to grow these small beards. Then I said, before I became an usher, I needed to shave the beard. I said, no, thank you. The word of God didn't say so. <laughs> Hallelujah. But look, my mom was someone that will give you a testimony that, look, the word of God can change anybody. Nobody's case is hopeless. The word of God has the power to change anybody. So if somebody's mind is made up a certain way, look, there's, there's something I say that, look, if the spirit of God is one, Right? The spirit of this God has given us the power to have dominion over everything. Amen. He gave man the power to dominate 
over everything that didn't have the life of God in them. Over anything that wasn't man, right? So if the spirit of God is one, me and Pastor Paul, we always agree. Are you following me? What I'm saying is, if you need a job, God has said that job is yours. As long as that person is Chibuzo, he himself will agree that that, word, that that job is for you. But if the person is an unbeliever, you have the power to dominate that person. God has given it to you. You have the power to change that person's mind. Dominate over that person. That is how much the word of God has given you power. If the person is a believer, both of you will agree because the spirit is one. Your spirit, if the same, the same spirit in me is not different from the one in Pastor Paulo. My, my own, his spirit is not fatter than my own. It's the same thing. It's just in a different casing. But it's the same thing. So my spirit and Pastor Paul's spirit will always agree. In the Bible, when, um, the, when Jesus, after he was resurrected, appeared to, um, to the disciples and they went to meet Thomas. Do we have a Thomas in the house? Even if your third name was Thomas, you will denounce that name just now. <laughs> and then the disciples came to meet Thomas and said, ah, we have, the Lord is risen or we have seen him. Thomas said, no. Unless I see him and I put my hand inside that hole where they nailed him and I put my hand in his side, I will not believe that is Jesus. I will not believe that he is risen. And when Jesus appeared um, to them, Jesus told him, Thomas, put your um, hand in my hand. Put your hand in my side. And he now told, and then Thomas just went. And that's what happens to some of us. There are some people here. I know one personally, I won't mention the person's name, that says ah, that before she started speaking in tongues, she was waiting for an experience. Like Pastor Phil would feel for something to drop on her like mango. If the thing doesn't hit and take her from the, from the beginning of the hall to the end, she, the tongue is not, is not genuine. You know, there are some, there are some tongues that, um, like, um, <laughs> Pastor Sass was, was talking to someone one day and he said, let me hear your tongues. I'm like, what's that supposed to mean? <laughs> what's that? So let me, he was talking to Obi and he said, let me hear your tongues. And he says that is low quality. <laughs> You know, there are some, but truly there are some, there are some, there are some tongues that just sound low quality. Like you are speaking in tongues and you're just shouting voice, la 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 la, lo 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 lo. Come on. But when you start, riketa brato koso zantia, that is a matured tongue. No, there are some, there are some kindergarten tongues that let's speak in tongues, la 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 la, lo 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 no 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 no. You need to add some some consonants. <laughs> You need to add, by the way, back to, back to what, I, what, what, what I was saying. And then, um, when Thomas put his hand in Jesus, I mean, he put his arm in, he put his um, finger in his side, and then, um, Jesus said to Thomas, is it because you see, now you believe? Blessed are those who do not see, yet they believe. The blessing is placed on those who believe the word of God, not those who, who see it in action. As long as you've heard it and you believe it, as long as you've read it and you believe it, the blessing is on you. The blessing is on those who believe the word of God. Hallelujah. That is, that is what I've come to encourage us in. Believe in the word of God. 
the word of God is sure. There's integrity in the word of God. If the word of God is not sure, he won't back off his word by his name. Hallelujah. It says, let all, let, let all men, let God be true and all men liars. Until we get to that point where the word of God is absolute to us. When we get to that point, that's when you start living. So, until we get to that point where the word of God is absolute. The word of God is all that we believe in. The same way, the same way you need um, physical food to live. That's the same way you need the word of God to be alive. We always say you are what you eat. If you eat, fat, if you eat a lot of fat, you become fat. If you imbibe, if you eat, if you read the word of God, you start to act like the word of God. You become the word of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This concludes this message. Thank you for listening. And for more information about the Standpoint Church, visit our social media platform on www.facebook.com slash standpointabj, twitter.com slash standpointabj, instagram.com slash standpointabj, and on soundcloud.com slash standpointabj.